I want to welcome everybody to our Sunday evening service. Hope you're doing well. I appreciate very much your presence. Good crowd. A good crowd tonight. And um, I am, this is the first Sunday of the new year. I'm glad that we get to be back together tonight. We're doing little things a little bit different tonight. Not, not terribly different, but I'll, I'll tell you about the format. And uh, we'll do some presentation of, of an emphasis that we're going to have in 2020. So I'm glad. This seems to be a bigger crowd than normal. So that's good. What? I did ask you guys to come back, and many of you did. I'm glad you're here. So uh, I hope we'll uh, be able to keep this up throughout the year. So, word about format for tonight, just so you know what, what's going to be happening. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go ahead and do a, a presentation, a, a lesson of sorts. We'll go to Philippians chapter 3 here in a minute. If you want to turn there, uh, we'll get there in just a second. But Philippians chapter 3, and um, I am going to share some thoughts about that text and a few other texts, present a theme for the year, talk about our schedule for the year. And then after a little while, I will extend the invitation, and we're going to sing a wonderful Savior. At that point, we'll stand and sing as we often do with an invitation song. And then Grant, Grant Dalton's going to lead us in that song. After that song is led, we will have a, another song or two and a prayer. I'm going to, in fact, in just a minute, I'm going to ask Norma to lead a, a prayer here as we start off. Uh, but then after the invitation song, we'll do a little bit more singing. And we'll offer communion to folks who haven't had a chance yet. And then we'll have a dismissal prayer at the end. So not that much of a change except for I'm just going to get up here at the beginning and, and uh, talk for a little bit about what I want to share with you. And then we'll go into a time of worship after that. We're going to start with a prayer. Norma's going to lead that prayer now. Will you bow with me, please? Heavenly Father, we assemble tonight to worship you, the Almighty. Our hearts are troubled to be able to approach your throne through prayer. We offer this prayer through your son, Jesus. Father, the congregation is fortunate to have elders that guide us. We're grateful that they've provided these men and collective wisdom they bring and adheres to the Bible they maintain. We pray you will continue to bless this congregation by protecting these men and blessing them in their good work. We also pray tonight for the ministers as they provide lessons from your word. Father, we thank you for the year we just completed. As we start a new year, we realize it's a time of beginnings, new opportunities, and continued commitments from previous times. We pray that you'll guide us in our attempts to prioritize these events. Father, help us all to be better evangelists. Cause us to be mindful that each of us is responsible for spreading the gospel. Help us to stay focused on your work. Remind us also that all contributions to the church here allow the elders to become involved in more benevolent causes. Every contribution, every increase in our contribution is important to the work at Hoover. Father, we pray for those not being able to be here due to health issues. We pray also for continued growth of this Hoover congregation. And we pray for understanding as we read, continue to read the Bible and study the additional book, One Word. Help us to recognize the evil in this world and to shun it. Father, we confess that we sin and we need your forgiveness. We pray for your grace and mercy. We're all given an unknown amount of time on this earth and we're grateful for each day that you provide us with. Some of us are given more time. We pray that we'll use that extra time to get our lives right in your eyes. In Christ's name we offer this prayer. Amen. Amen. 
I want to mention just a couple things to be praying about. We have a couple of folks that need, need your prayers. Uh, uh, Greg Noble's wife, Trish Nobles, is in the hospital. And um, I want to ask you to pray for Trish. She has lupus and has some uh, things going on associated with that. They're doing some testing, and so pray for Trish. Um, Steve Cotney also would appreciate our prayers. Uh, Steve was here this morning. He may have, I was not here last Sunday. He may have been here last Sunday. I was surprised to see him today. Uh, but he's, he's doing well, but as you might expect after serious surgery like that, um, he is taking a little bit to get his energy back, so uh, Vicki wanted us to pray for Steve, so we'll just keep doing that if you would, and I know we've got other folks who need to be, uh, need our prayers. Um, I, I want to go ahead and talk to you tonight about what we're going to be emphasizing in 2020. Philippians chapter 3 is a text I want to use as a, a bit of a springboard to emphasize this theme for tonight. Paul wrote this letter from prison. He was in jail in Rome at the end of the book of Acts, you may remember. And I stayed there for a couple years, apparently. He wrote four letters from prison in Rome. He later got out of jail and was able to do a little bit more preaching and teaching before he was rearrested. And that time, he was beheaded by Nero. But anyway, he wrote Philippians. This is the most positive letter Paul ever wrote, which is fascinating that he wrote it from prison. But, you know, he's can imagine this situation there in jail and having this kind of positive approach to life is, is pretty impressive. I want to read and put on the screen here just a, a couple of verses. Uh, 3, 13, and 14. I want to go back and read verse 12, and then verses 13 and 14 are on the screen. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if any, in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. You know, Philippians 3, I love this text. This is a beautiful text. Paul is being a little bit circumspect here. And there's this key phrase there that we're going to use and talk about a lot over the next 12 months. And that's that little phrase there in verse 13 where Paul says, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind. So that, that those two words, the words one thing, we're not the only church that's doing something like this, using 2020 as a bit of a metaphor for what we see, what we focus on, the kind of vision that we have. Um, Rick sees people every day um, who want 2020 vision. You know, they want to see, they want to see clearly. Many of us can't see very clearly, but with Rick's help and other people's help, perhaps we can see 2020 or something close to it. Uh, there's a lot to be said for what you look at, for how clearly you see what you see. And the Bible talks a lot about it, and it's this um, one thing aspect that we're going to do this year. This is the logo that we're going to use in 2020. Um, it's going to be on focusing on what really matters. Um, in some ways, this isn't that novel. You hear part of our congregation, you know, this is an emphasis always. It ought to be an emphasis of every church. It's trying to get us to think about what really matters. And everybody in this room is distracted. It's, it's inevitable. It's a part of the human condition that we have to 
wrestle with what it, what it means, what it looks like to, to be busy people, to be people who work maybe multiple jobs. We've got various responsibilities. We wear a dozen, of, dozen different hats, and we are constantly bombarded by the various pressures that we feel in being part of, you know, part of the human condition, this struggle, this trying to maintain what it means to be a husband, a dad, a, you know, an employee, a, a mom, a wife, a grandparent, a grandchild, a sibling, uh, whatever it is, you know, and the, and the various things that we try to do. What do you think about? And it's so easy to get distracted by all the various things and to focus on what really doesn't matter ultimately. So our emphasis throughout the course of the year is going to be on the one thing, focusing and looking at making sure that we can see clearly what matters. In conjunction with that, as we've been talking a little bit for the last few weeks, there's the devotional book. I appreciate Norman's prayer about it. It's called One Word. I hope that this is probably... um, an unreasonable hope in view of the fact that this is the last book that was in the box. And my hope was that everybody got one. I, th- I thought that we had enough for everybody. And here's the thing. If you did not get one, well, let, me, let, me, let me back up for a second. You don't have to confess this, but if we have any families who got more than one, all right, we're going to look the other way, not right now, but just slide it back in the box <laughs> at some point. And you don't have to tell me about it. It's okay. Now, if anybody, if you did happen to get, you know, I know how it goes. You got somebody grabbed one and somebody else grabbed one. And you had a couple of kids and they grabbed three or four each maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but if there are any extras, just, just put them back there and uh, that'd be great. Uh, if not, uh, what, what we'll do, and you didn't get one, let me know. Okay, I'll contact the publisher. I know what their answer will be. Um, but I will get permission to make copies of the first, I don't know, however long it'll take us to get them, first 20 pages or so. I'll make those copies, and I'll give them to you so that you won't get behind in your reading until you can get a hard copy, okay? I'll make sure that's okay with the publisher, but uh, I know they'll be okay with it because, you know, we know these people who published the book, and so they will be all right with that. Um, But what we're going to do is, as we work on this idea this year, this book is called One Word, and so in conjunction with that, it has a lot of ones in it. If you've already picked up your copy, you know that um, it's divided up into 53 weeks. This is going to be the first week for us, so we'll, we'll do the, actually, since the, we'll, we'll think about it as we get closer to the end. The last three are on Father, Christ, and Holy Spirit. We want to make sure that we do all three of those, and so we'll probably combine two of these near the end into one. Not two of those, but two prior to that, and we'll cover these. So it's divided into 53 weeks. Uh, this is week one for our congregation, and uh, so starting today, uh, this will be week one. We'll make this available to you in various ways so that you don't get confused about what week we're in, but the word for this week is going to be the word, word, the word, word, and uh, these lessons, as you see, are written by Cecil May. Cecil May was the head of the Bible department at Faulkner University in Montgomery for a number of years. Um, he is, you know, just a Faithful gospel preachers done so much good. So anyway, you'll, um, you'll read some things from him. Week two, the chapters, the, the daily lessons are written by Kyle Butt, who's spoken here, you know, a number of times. Kyle does a great job, works with Apologetics Press in Montgomery, lives up in the Florence area. And so he's a good writer, written a number of books. Uh, 
and, and what we'll do is there are five, five one-page lessons for every week. You can divide those up however you want. If you'll do it Monday through Friday, whatever, do it whatever works for you. Um, I hope that you'll take advantage of this. This is not very long, you know, so it's not a, it's not a huge deal. But I hope that you'll take advantage of this. Maybe um, those of you who have children, uh, people, you know, in your, in your home, got siblings, grandchildren, whatever your family unit looks like, or if it's just you as a single, whatever the case is, that you'll take advantage of this. And maybe you can adapt this depending on if you have kids, the age of your kids, you can just talk to them. Maybe read this text up here, Psalm 33, 6 through 9 is the text for tomorrow. Maybe that would be your devotional for tomorrow night before you wrangle the kids and get them in bed. You know, something like that and have a prayer, and this can, this can guide your emphasis for the week where you talk about the Word. And so I hope that this will help us as a church to think about this. Now, what we'll do on the... F- this is going to be up there in just a minute, but uh, what we'll do on the first and third Sunday evenings of every month is we're going to talk about what we've just finished reading. So two weeks from tonight, Lord willing, I'll be um, just kind of... We'll have a hopefully kind of a discussion on what we've been reading on the last two weeks. All right, now I'll, I'll talk more about that in just a minute. Uh, there's, there are a lot of scriptures that, that deal with this. Uh, in scripture, this, this kind of emphasis. Uh, okay. Okay. Acts 24. This is Paul making, uh, making his defense, one of his defenses when he got arrested back in Jerusalem, you know, or, and uh, spent a lot of time in jail. And this is one of the defenses that he made, but he said, other than this one thing, it's interesting to me, this idea, this expression, one thing, that I cried out while standing among them, it is with respect to the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you this day. Everybody in this room has a one thing. You've got a one thing. I don't know what it is. I hope that all of us are trying to make that one thing the resurrection of Christ, or you can talk about that in different ways, the resurrection of Christ, Jesus as Lord, uh, being a faithful child of God, submitting everything that we have to the creator of us all, you know, I hope that that's the one thing. Paul said, this is the one thing, this is the reason I'm here, this is, this is the one thing. For Paul, we know this is what he talked uh, a lot about. In uh, John 9, 25, this is the story about the blind man. Remember the blind man Jesus healed, and he's uh, getting in trouble with some of the religious leaders, and uh, has this expression in it. But he said, you know, they're questioning him, "Who did this? What? What in the world? How, you know, what happened to you?" They said, "He's a sinner." Talking about Jesus, the accusers are saying Jesus is a sinner, and this man says, well, "Whether he's a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know: couldn't see, now I can. What's your one thing?" All this ties in together. The one thing is, at one point you and I were blind, we were lost, and now we're saved. That's the one thing. You know, that's what we ought to be able to see clearly. A lot of confusion in the world. There's, there's a mess of things to be worried about politically, uncertainty in the Middle East. You know, what in the world? You know, shootings happening in communion, in churches. I mean, where we live in, there's a lot to be confused about and from a human perspective to be anxious about. But one thing we know, you know, one thing we know, Jesus was resurrected and because of that, I once was blind, but now I see. Luke 18 and verse 22, when Jesus heard this, this is the story of the rich man. Uh, the rich man came to Jesus, you know, and he said, 
he said, uh, what do I need to do? What good thing can I do? And Jesus said to him, keep the commandments, you know. He named several of them. And the man said, well, I've done that since I was a boy, you know. And uh, Jesus says this, verse 22. He said, when Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing, one thing you still lack. Sell what you got, give it to the poor. The one thing there. See, all of this is the same thing. I know these are different verses, but they're talking about the same thing. And that is, what do you trust in? What do you trust in? This man trusted in how big his bank account was. Jesus knew that. And so he said, the one thing for you is you haven't really submitted yourself to God. You haven't, you haven't done that. Your one thing is your riches. It's not the one thing associated with submitting yourself to the Lordship of Christ. So the resurrection, blindness in sight, the submitting everything that we are to the Lord. Uh, go ahead and turn to the next one. Luke 10, 41 and 42, Jesus was having this discussion, or he's at Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' house. And remember the story, uh, Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, and Martha's in the kitchen working, and uh, she gets frustrated because Mary's not helping her, and she comes out and she says, Lord, tell my sister to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. One thing is necessary. If I ask for a show of hands, I wonder how many of us would answer affirmatively to this question. Are you anxious about something right now? Don't raise your hand. Worried about your health? Worried about one of your kids or grandkids? Worried about your marriage, your job, your rent payment? Worried about your health insurance? What are we anxious about? As human beings, we struggle with it, you know? And Jesus says here and elsewhere, when the one thing is what it ought to be, it it helps us to deal with all these anxieties, you know? It helps us, to, helps us to recognize that if my one thing, if your one thing is what it ought to be, and I'm truly focused, that 2020 vision is focused in on that thing, then everything else gets kind of blurry. In other words, it becomes less important, you know? I think that's, that's what I want us to emphasize in this next year. So here's what our scheduling is going to look like a little bit. Um, uh, not any huge changes, some of which we've already talked about anyway. Uh, but as you know, our Brothers Keepers program is changing for this year. And I've already heard good things about groups one and two had great turnout today for lunch. So that's, that's awesome. I don't know how many visitors you had. I hope you had a lot of visitors who stayed with you. Maybe, and as we get more used to the schedule, maybe we can all uh, really start thinking along those lines of making sure that our, our visitors feel welcome downstairs. So um, I hope we'll do that. Uh, let me go back to that one just for a second, Wes. There's one more thing I wanted to... Yeah, just, just that the part about um, being attentive to one another. I hope that we won't lose that emphasis of making sure that we're watching out for one another and that there's this sense of not only camaraderie, but a bit of accountability that, that we've got folks who maybe are slipping through the cracks or whatever that will, will be attentive to one another as members 
in if folks aren't coming and aren't getting plugged in to our gatherings, lunches and worship and so on, that will be attentive to that. And that secondary focus on, on visitors that will give them an environment in which they feel welcome. So that's Brothers Keepers. As we've already talked about, we've uh, sent out an email about an annual reading plan. Um, if you did not get that or don't know what I'm talking about, uh, we're reading through the Bible again this year as a church. There will not be as much of an emphasis from me in the public part of this this year, uh, but we will make it available to you and we will talk about it sometimes. The calendars are back on the back rail for the month of January. You got an email, you can do it in the YouVersion Bible app or you can take one of the calendars and you can follow along in your own Bible. It's a little bit of a different kind of reading. You'll notice that uh, we, we're reading a short section from Luke. We're reading a chapter or two or maybe three from Genesis and then one psalm. And so it's following that along. So you've got a New Testament reading, uh, a reading from, from the Old Testament, and then a specific reading from the psalms. So it's a little bit different, but over the course of the year, it'll cover uh, the whole Bible. So um, maybe you didn't get in on it last year. Maybe you did, and you're like, this is a good thing. I'm going to do it again this year. Well, this is a good way to go about it. So um, reading from the Word. And we're going to do weekly readings from one word. So an annual reading from the Word, and then we're going to do readings from one word. I already talked about this a little bit, but um, the first and third Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock, what we're going to do, the schedule is going to be like it is tonight. When you get here at 5 um, or a little bit before, most Sundays we'll, uh, Kyle will do Kids Sing. We'll keep that going. And then when Kyle finishes Kids Sing um, at 5 or a little bit after, whenever it is, I'm going to get up and just share some short announcements. We'll have a prayer, and then I'm going to go immediately into this sort of thing with someone with me, hopefully, in most of those, most of those Sundays. And we will discuss the theme for the past two weeks. So in two weeks from now, we'll talk about word and we'll talk about creation, the first two. And as you do those readings, um, you know, anticipate our discussion and I hope that we're going to have a discussion kind of environment and hopefully do a little bit better with that from my perspective uh, on my part of this in, in, in creating a, an environment where you'll feel comfortable sharing maybe what God has been teaching you over the past couple of weeks through your family devotionals all right, and through your reading. So that's what we're going to do on the first and third Sunday evenings, a discussion class. After I finish that, around 5.30, 5.35, somewhere along in there, we'll have some singing and offer the Lord's Supper, and we'll close with a prayer. All right, so that's what it's going to look like on those. So since we changed Brothers Keepers up, and we don't have a Sunday night devoted to that, uh, what are we going to do with our second Sundays, which will be next week? Well, here's what those second Sundays are going to look like. Still meet at 5 o'clock. And uh, it's going to look different, um, a little bit different, from you know, month to month, perhaps. Probably about once a quarter, um, our elders are going to, one of our elders, or maybe more than one of our elders, but at least one of our elders will make some sort of a, a brief presentation. Uh, next Sunday, they will present some things, regard, just, just a brief presentation about some you know, budget sort of things and some emphases that they want you to be aware of, uh, and so that'll happen at the beginning. Um, some months we will just do singing, and so we'll have a, a singing service where we learn some new songs and where we sing some of the traditional hymns that we've been singing for a long time, and um, some months 
we'll coordinate with our mission teams and so our, you know, Peru and Tanzania and Philippines, uh, Walk for Water, and there will be others perhaps of things that we're involved in. Uh, sometimes we have missionaries who want to come in and, and make some sort of a presentation. If possible, we'll schedule those on the second Sunday of the month. And so they'll do that. Um, so it, it'll look like that. So sometimes we'll have an elder presentation followed by a time of singing. Sometimes we'll have a singing. Sometimes we'll have a mission presentation uh, we'll, uh, we'll have a time of worship together. We'll have a, a, a devotional. That devotional will be, uh, sometimes it'll be relatively short, and an invitation, and that'll be on our second Sundays. We're going to keep doing our Faith in Action on the four Sunday nights. Um, I'd love your feedback on that. I've gotten a lot of good feedback. If you've got ideas about what you'd like to see us do in 2020, please let me know. I'm open for ideas. We did 11 different activities in 2019, and I, I think they went great. You know, I'm, I'm a little biased, I guess, but, uh, but I, do, I think they went great. I, I think it helped us. Uh, I think we were able to do some good in the community. And, and uh, So anyway, we're, we're planning on doing that, and we'll do those Sunday nights the way we've done them in 2019. We'll come. We'll have a short devotional. I or someone will extend the invitation, and, um, and then we'll... At that point, we'll have a prayer, and if you want to participate in our service project, and I'm assuming you've been around here. I, I probably shouldn't assume that, uh, that you were here last year. What, what this means is, we'll, after a devotional, we'll give you an opportunity. You can stay here for a class in the auditorium, or you can be a part of our Faith in Action event, which means we'll do something to bless our community in some way. And so, you know, some of the things we did this past year, uh, we... Went and sing. We went to have some singing at some of our assisted living homes. We did that a couple of times last, whenever it was, December, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we went caroling at a couple of assisted living homes. We took pies to our fire stations one month. Uh, one month or maybe two, we gathered downstairs and just wrote notes to people. Uh, we blessed some of our area schools. We reached out to some of our service ministries in Birmingham to help them in some way as they, as they minister to recovering addicts or to the poor. Uh, we did lots of different things. Uh, we, you know, we, it, was, it was a good thing. So that's what I'm talking about with faith in action. It's trying to, the faith that we confess on Sunday mornings, what does that look like when lived out in community? And so uh, we'll keep, keep doing that this next year. Uh, one thing that will be a little bit different this year is that we're not having a gospel meeting in January as we've had almost every year for a long time. Maybe we've had it every year for a while. We're not having a gospel meeting. And a guy, by gospel meeting, I'm talking about uh, like a Friday through Sunday guest speaker coming in and sharing usually five lessons or Sunday through Wednesday and doing six lessons over the course of four days. So we're not doing a traditional gospel meeting. Um, but we are going to have three guest speakers to come in this year on three of the four fourths, uh, fifth Sundays, three of the four fifth Sundays over the course of the year. And um, on those fifth Sundays, we're going to do, whoever's coming in to speak will teach a class here in the auditorium. He'll preach during the worship hour. We'll go downstairs and have a meal together, and then we'll come back up for an afternoon service, as we did for three of our four fifth Sundays this year. So we'll be done by, you know, two o'clock or so. And uh, yeah, church eat church, the way we sometimes call it. 
uh, we'll, we'll do that on those fifth Sundays. So three of those, we have a guest speaker for the first one. We don't have all of them scheduled yet, but the first one at the end of March, uh, Brandon Britton from Lake City, Florida is going to come in and speak, uh, and he'll do those three lessons for us. And um, so that's what that'll look like. And then one of those, the one in August, we're going to have a friends and family day. So I hope you'll go ahead and put some of this on your calendar. <clears throat> My goal for that <coughs> is not so much that we can have a huge crowd of, of all of your family members who are already Christians. That's, that's great if they want to come. That, that's, you know, I'm not saying we don't want them to come. But my idea primarily would be that we try to ha have a lot of people here who don't know Jesus Christ and that we can just create an environment where we do a, a very simple worship service and share the gospel uh, in a way that makes them feel comfortable being in a church building, you know, and, and maybe that, that maybe it's folks who never been to church, haven't been to church in a long time, maybe they have a bad taste in their mouth about church or whatever, and we can just invite them to come. So that's, that's the idea about that, a friends and family day, and we'll do that in August. Hopefully that, that timing will work out well because you'll have your summer vacations behind you, and this will be a good time for us to start that and do that in August. So that is, those will be our Super Sundays for the year. Uh, if you have input, ideas, questions about any of this, I hope you know we're open. We'd love for you to share with us. We want to, you know, I hinted at this this, this morning in, in my sermon. We don't have any huge life-altering changes to make. But I hope that we can all agree that maybe sometimes we can make subtle changes to format and schedule in ways that can help us meet spiritual needs and help us to be a blessing to our community. Uh, remain committed to the Word. Remain committed to, to Scripture always. But being able to tweak some things in some ways, and we're trying to do a little bit of that and have done that in, in, in the past on, on changing our format a little bit on Sunday nights maybe in ways that are a little bit non-traditional perhaps, but that God can use to bless our congregation. That's the idea. And I hope that you'll pray for us as we move ahead and that God will, you know, God will bless our church. I'm, I'm excited about the future of this group of people, and I'm thankful for every one of you, and I pray that God will bless us all as we move ahead. In just a minute, we'll stand and sing this song. Grant will lead us. If there's anybody here tonight who has not ever named Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you haven't uh, been baptized into him and received the gift of God's Holy Spirit. Claim Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Uh, we present to you on his behalf an opportunity for you to do that tonight. Uh, maybe you need to come back to him and ask for the prayers of your church as, as we had two this morning who asked for prayers. We'll give you that opportunity as well. Let's stand and sing this song. If you need to come, please do.